Bless the Lord. We're still working on Facebook. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. Let's just, uh, I want to share some things with you. Um, maybe you've read this. A Baltimore parent sues the city after a student graduates and cannot read. So they're suing the city. But there's some people crying out about things about the education system. You know, there were 3,500 babies murdered yesterday in America. There'll be that many again today. That's the abortion rate in the United States right now. There's a lot of things to pray for in our country, isn't there? And a mom says goodbye to Disney. She says, Disney has transformed into a political machine that grooms children for abortion and sexually promiscuity. That's the world we live in today. But come on. We're, we are the answer to the, this problem. Is the church. Amen, church? On the Biden administration is planning on signing on to the UN's Global Gun Registry Treaty. So, I mean, only the Lord's taking care of us. But there's countries that know they would have already been here if they didn't know everybody had a gun. But there's just this, it's part of the one world government scheme, the Antichrist agenda to take over. But our God reigns, and listen, He's doing what He needs to do. But the church has got to arise. Now, come on. We claim to be spirit filled, we claim to be who God says we are, and we ought to be able to move the hand of God in these things. So don't underestimate your prayers. I was going to continue on uh, in the book of Exodus today, but I, I want to share some other things with you. In fact, I want to just read several passages, just verses, just kind of th that I've read just the past few days. And... Uh, Let's hear what God's saying about His kingdom and what He's doing. Listen, this is a time for the church to stand strong. It may be a test. It is a test. But are we full of the Spirit of God or not? Does our God reign? Is our God sufficient? We even read that in that confession a while ago. That we serve a God that's more than enough. Regardless of the political, political things that are going on in our country. Regardless of the one world government situation. I'm decreeing that our God will not allow the elites of the world to rule the world apart from Him. That's not God's will. That's man wanting to do what he wants to do. But I read this verse out of Luke, and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation this morning. In Luke uh, chapter 3, and I'll just be going through some chapters here. But John made it clear. But here's, here's the part of the verse that I really marked. 
John said, I can only baptize you in this river. But he will baptize you in the spirit of holiness and into his raging fire. Now, most of you would claim to be filled with his spirit. Come on. We've got to allow that spirit to lead us and to rule us and to make our decrees and to say the things that we we need to uh, that we need to say in chapter 4 from the moment of his baptism Jesus overflowed with the holy spirit now you know when Jesus Christ was baptized for us, John tried to talk him out of him baptizing him he said, Jesus, you should baptize me. He said, no, this is the way it needs to be done. But when he was baptized, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, descended on him. And he said, from that moment of his baptism, Jesus overflowed with the Holy Spirit. In fact, he was taken by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he, he fasted and withstood the devil's temptations for 40 days and then it says in verse 14 then jesus armed with the holy spirit power returned to galilee now come on jesus armed with the holy spirit and power come where's the holy spirit in here today is he does he not reside within us Come on, let's let him loose. Let's just praise Jesus. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit always gives Jesus praise and honor and glory. See, he's, we're, he's trying to make us like him. And these verses I've read have all been about his empowering us to do the things that we need to do and be about. In... Uh, Chapter 5, Jesus was fishing, excuse me, Jesus was preaching. Close to the lake, and he ends up getting in the boat and preaching out of the boat. And then he tells Peter, let's get out in the water and catch fish. He said, I'll do it, but Lord, we fished all night and didn't catch anything. And you know, when they caught that mess of fish, it was so big their boat was about to sink and they had to get their partners to come help them. And Peter saw that miracle. He said to Jesus, get away from me, Master. I'm a sinful man. Well, we've probably all thought that about ourselves at times. We've known it was true at times about ourselves. But, I, but Jesus' answer was, do not yield to your fear, Simon Peter. From now on, you'll catch men for salvation. He didn't say Peter. He didn't agree with what Peter said. He's, Peter said, I'm a sinful man. Jesus said, you're the one that's going to be a fisher of men. I still remember years ago, I don't have the date written down in this Bible. I do in it. Another one, the date the Lord spoke that verse to me. I still remember that date. Do not yield to fear. From now on, you will catch men for salvation. 
And then this, uh, Jesus said to this person, of course I'm willing to heal you. And now you'll be healed. David, I've really thought a lot about that. David mentioned healing Wednesday night. But this leper just came up to Jesus and asked him. Listen, that's one of the things we're not doing enough is just you can't wait till you know you've got the power to heal someone. He said, just pray for them and just see what God does. That's what I loved about the vineyard movement, those vineyard churches. We went out there years ago and listened to some of them. But I know this guy said, well, you didn't get healed today. We'll pray for you again tomorrow. You know, but just just pray. Just obey God. See, Jesus come proclaiming the kingdom of God. Now, I, he wants everybody to be saved. But there's not very many. Nicodemus is the only one I can think about where Jesus really told him he had to be born again. There's probably others. But he said, proclaim the kingdom. Proclaim the kingdom. Proclaim the goodness of God. Because religion has put a bad rap on God in a lot of places. I, I had a, a man that I know to be a man of God told me this week, he said, sometimes it just seems to me like God's really not good. Listen, He is good. He is good all the time. You and I may not perceive it that way, but He is. Jesus is willing to heal. Of course, I'm willing to heal you. Now, you will be healed. And instantly, the leper sores were healed and his skin became smooth. And then we all know the story about the men that brought the man, the paraplegic, and couldn't get in because of such a crowd. And because of their faith, they got on the roof. Aren't you glad it wasn't your house? Can you imagine? But they just did that and let him down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus seeing their faith, wasn't that something? Take your bed and go home now. You're healed. I mean, he didn't even make a big deal out of it. I'm telling you, the Pharisees made a big deal of it. How dare you say your sins are forgiven? He said, which is easier? Just say, pick up your bed or your sins are forgiven. Listen, our sins have been forgiven ever since Jesus went to the cross. Every people just, everybody doesn't know it. Everyone hasn't confessed it. But he's paid the price for your sins to be forgiven. Lord, we just bless you. We just bless you. I bless your kingdom, Lord. Over in chapter 8, verse 17, because this revelation lamp now shines within you, nothing will be hidden from you. It will be revealed. Every secret of the kingdom will be unveiled and open, out in open, made known by revelation light. <clears throat> That's because the Holy Spirit is supposed to live that lives within us is supposed to shine. He says, God, this will give you revelation of what's going on. 
We talked about that this morning. David and I did about the world economic system, how to manage your money, what to do in this day and time. We need That's a good verse for that. Because this revelation lamp now shines within you, nothing will be hidden from you. It will be revealed. Every secret kingdom, that's God's secrets. Somebody ought to be praising Jesus about this. Will be unveiled and out in the open, made known by the revelation light. See, that's the goodness of God. There's not a parent in here that doesn't want to reveal things that would help your children. And that's what God, that's what this verse says about the Lord. <clears throat> verse 23 Jesus told the crowd, These who come to listen to me are like my mother and my brothers. They're the ones who long to hear God's word and put them into practice. Put his word into practice. Listen, it's not going to do you a bit of good just to hear it this morning if you don't do something with it. Why? Maybe why are we saying, why don't we know or understand? Maybe it's because we're not doing with what he has already given us. He, he's given us revelation. He gives you peace in the storm. He said, we're going to the other side. He got in the boat and went to sleep. And you know what happened? Of course, a storm came up. Scared them spitless. They woke him up. Don't you care? We're about to die. Why are you fearful? Why have you, or have you lost faith in me? I think that's a great verse for today. Why are you fearful? Are you fearful these day and times when you hear that there's a shortage? I'm telling you, everybody panicked over toilet paper. Come on, there are some bigger issues than toilet paper. There is. There's bigger issues in your life. But, you know, it's just a small talk we've got to have. If you can't talk about the weather, have you got enough toilet paper? Come on. Why are you fearful? See, I'm telling you, fear will cause you to lose faith in Jesus. Fear will get your eyes on you and your problems instead of the solution. And if you and I could settle those issues, we already would have. But we've got to look to him. He has the answer. And he wants us to know these things. And there's nothing too hard for God. You know, the Gadarean demoniac, the man that was so ruthless, Jesus just cast those demons out of him. That's what we need to get these demons of unbelief cast out of us. You know, he was sitting there in his right mind. Just listen to everything Jesus said after that. And the people couldn't stand that. They could stand old crazy running around roaring. They were used to it. But when he got quiet, they knew. Listen, when God came on the scene, that scared them. They asked Jesus to leave. But that man wanted to go with him. But Jesus told him, now return to your home. 
and your family and tell them all the wonderful things God has done for you. So the man went back and preached to everyone who would listen about the amazing miracles Jesus has worked in his life. You want to preach? Start at home. That's what Jesus, he wanted to get in the boat with Jesus. He wanted to be with him. Jesus said, no, you've got a territory that you need to take. You need to go back home and start right there. In that same chapter, verse 48, Beloved daughter, your faith in me released your healing. You may now go with my peace. See, that's the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And she said, if I can just touch the tassel of his garment, the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. If I can just touch that. Lord, we just want to touch you. We want to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is now seated at the right hand of God. See, our God's alive. Our Jesus is alive. He's not hanging on a cross. He is alive. And then, you know, he was en route to pray for a sick girl that was 12 years old. This lady had been sick for 12 years. This 12-year-old girl is dying. And they come up and said, don't bother the master any longer. She's dead. But Jesus said, don't yield to your fear. Have faith in me. She will live again. Don't yield to your fear. Have faith in me. Maybe it's your paycheck. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your job. Whatever it is, don't yield to your fear. Have faith in me. She will live again. God will get you through this. All these verses, I just, when I look back and just looked at the verses I'd marked for a few days, I was just amazed at, at the way they were all kind of saying the same thing. Then Jesus commissions his 12 in chapter 9. He commissioned them to proclaim God's kingdom, to heal the sick, to demonstrate that the kingdom had arrived, and he sent them out. He gave them these instructions. Take nothing extra on your journey. Just go as you are. Don't carry a staff, a backpack, food, money, even a change of clothes. Whatever home welcomes you as a guest, remain there and make it your base of ministry. He sent them out. But he said, you don't condemn anybody because they won't accept Jesus. You don't try to make anybody accept Jesus. Proclaim the kingdom. Heal the sick. Demonstrate that the kingdom of God has arrived. I'm telling you, salvation is the greatest miracle of all, and we need to lead people to Jesus. But we've missed a lot about praying for the sick. Just pray for them, he said. Demonstrate God's kingdom. Heal the sick. And he sent them out based on, on that basis. 
Jesus asked them in verse 20, but who do you believe that I am? Well, we all say we believe you are the Son of God. But what about when things aren't going just right? What about when the phone rings and it's when we panic? See, God, he's going to get us. He's trying to grow us all up. We ought to be a mature church by now. Come on, we, we ought to be. Who do you say that I am? In verse 23, Jesus said to all of his followers, If you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely, embrace my cross as your own, and surrender to my ways. You want to be his disciple? Nobody? That's a good place to say amen. We ought to shout and run around the building that you get an opportunity to embrace the kingdom of God and take up your cross. Embrace my cross as your own and surrender to my ways. There's an article in the paper today about a preacher who's been to Ukraine. He carries a cross. He's back in Tulsa now. He's carried the cross across several countries. I am the Son of Man, will one day return in my radiant brilliance with the holy angels and in the splendor of majesty of my Father. On that day, I'll be ashamed of everyone who has been ashamed of me. <sighs> We're going to have to suck it up. There's some places we've been ashamed. There's been a shame we didn't stand up at the time and let Jesus be who he says he is. The Son of Man did not come to destroy life, but to bring life to the earth. You know, that's verse 55. James and John's going to call fire down from heaven, destroy some people who didn't want Jesus to come their way. But Jesus said, don't you realize what spews from your heart when you say that? You know, we can think we're saying the right things, but do it in the wrong spirit. The Son of Man didn't come to destroy life, but to bring life to the earth. As for you, go ahead and proclaim everywhere that God's kingdom has arrived. Well, you know, the man told Jesus, I'm going to follow you but I'm, as soon as I bury my dad. I bet that made his dad feel good. He, probably, he was probably in good health. Jesus responded to another, Why do you keep looking back to your past having second thoughts about following me. If you turn back, you're not fit for God's kingdom. We can't let the signs of the time and the things that we see going down phase us. Chapter 10, when you enter into a new town, verse 8, and you have been welcomed by its people, follow these rules. In other words, he said, you don't have to stay under your uh, kosher diet. 
you eat what's set before you. Eat what is served you. Here he goes again. Heal the sick. Tell them. Tell them all. God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. Verse 16. Jesus concludes his instruction with the 70. See, he first sent out the 12, but now he sends out the 70. Send them two by twos. Some of them, they say, were gone for months. And he's given them the instruction how to go. Heal the sick. And when they, they came back, they were rejoicing. And Jesus said, remember this. Whoever listens to your message is actually listening to me. And everyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And not only me, but the one who sent me. When, when they re reject your message, they're rejecting the Father and the Son. And the 70 returned. And Jesus said to him, While you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possession. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. Don't you love that? Now understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over the kingdom of darkness. He has given us that right. He has imparted that to it, to us. That's part of that revelation of the Holy Spirit that's within us. And then he moves down and says, Yes, Father, this is what pleases your heart, to give these things to those who are like trusting children. God wants us to know his ways. He wants us to have understanding of, of what he's doing. In chapter 12, <clears throat> it says everything that's hidden and covered up will soon be exposed. I believe that over the government of this nation. God, you've asked us to deal with our stuff, and we believe you're exposing the things that need to be exposed here or in Russia or Ukraine or any nation. Everything hidden and covered will soon be exposed for the facade <clears throat> is falling down and nothing will be kept secret for long. Whatever you have spoken in private will be public knowledge. Careful how you speak. Did you read that devotion yesterday? That devotion yesterday was really, really great. Your own words have more power to influence you than anyone else's words. If you didn't read that yesterday in the Word for a Day, it, I, I've read that again this morning. That's a great word in there. Our words have life. Verse uh, 4. Listen, my beloved friends, don't fear those who may want to take your life but can do nothing more. It's true, they may kill your body, but they have no power over your soul. The next verse down says, Yes, 
the only one you need to fear is God. We need to have the fear of God with on us. So you never need to worry. For you're more valuable to God than anything else in the world. I can assure you this. If you freely declare in public that I am the Son of Man, the Messiah, then I'll freely declare to all the angels of God that you are mine. But if you do if but if you publicly pretend that you don't know me, I will deny you before the angels of God. If anyone speaks evil of me, the Son of Man, they can be forgiven. But any but if anyone speaks scornfully against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven. And he goes on down in verse twelve. Simply be confident and allow the spirit of wisdom access to your heart and in that very moment he will reveal whatever you need to say we need godly wisdom we need godly revelation we need that godly understanding <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> verse 29 live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your Heavenly Father knows your every need, and He'll care for you as you passionately seek His kingdom. Above all else, He will supply your needs. The Word of God is true. The Word of God doesn't fail. Over... In verse, uh, maybe it's 48. For if those who have received a greater revelation from their master are required a greater obedience. In other words, the more you're given, the more God requires and expects from us. And I want to see if I can finish with this verse about these, this passage. Verse 49 I have come to set the earth on fire, and now I wish it were already ablaze with fiery passion for God. The fiery passion of God. We need that in our lives. We are here to rule and reign under our King Jesus. He has given us, the church, the keys of binding and loosing. We can bind and loose. We can stop the powers of God. We can release the kingdom of God in your workplace. Release it in your home. Release it wherever you go. Don't be intimidated by the, the thoughts and the, the cares. All, all that stuff is to keep us from going on with what God wants to do. In this passage in Hebrews, I want to conclude with that this morning Hebrews chapter 12 verse 25 it's one of those verses we've read over a lot of times and wondered about it no I, I don't think this is the end of time according to the Bible it says Jesus heaven's going to keep him until we get everything fixed here Heaven must retain him 
until the restoration of all things. It's not all restored yet. We have unity in here, and we have unity with some of the churches in town, but all the churches of town don't want to gather with us. I mean, that's part of the restoration of all, all things. When the churches come together and we pastors come together, it's not about who believes this or that. We fellowship around Jesus Christ, his life and death on the cross, and he's come to redeem mankind. The other issues we may disagree on, but we agree on that. Verse 25, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. He said, just as God spoke to Moses on the mountain, and they were so scared, the people just Moses, you talk to us. Don't let God speak to us anymore. Those who heard him speak, his living word on the earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warning as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. God's going to shake everything that's not of him. Once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. See, that's one of the things that he gave to the church in Ephesians uh, uh, the third chapter, I believe. He said the church is to make known to the powers in the heavenlies what God's doing. See, I proclaimed to the powers in the heavens that Jesus Christ is Lord. See, he has redeemed mankind. His kingdom is ever increasing. His kingdom will crush all other kingdoms. We decree those things. That some of these powers that he says the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. <clears throat> now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaken. That is, the old order. We've got to get out of the old into the new. Not only what is unshakable will remain, since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights His heart. <clears throat> As we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. We need to walk in the fear of God. We need to believe Him. <clears throat> Come on, let's stand up and bless the Lord. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Our God is a consuming fire. Listen, our God started all this. Our God will finish all this. 
But what about you and I? See, when you stand before God, you want to hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. But that will not happen if you're fearful and you don't walk in the delight that he's given you. You just walk in what he's given you. But believe he wants to give you more. And he'll give you more today. He's given us his spirit. His spirit lives within us. And today, let's surrender to his will and his ways. It's still, Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's still his will. It's still his way. But he has empowered you and I to be who he's called us to be. And let's just rejoice in that today. Listen. If you're fearful, just repent of that. Come and let the Lord refresh you today. Come and let Him fill you fresh and anew with His Spirit. Why not you? Ask someone, can I pray for you? You know Jesus loves you? Just come. Cast your cares on Him today. I bless you today. I pray God's best for you. Come on, give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. He's a wonderful God. He's a healing God. He's a delivering God. There's power in that name. Every other name will bow to that name. Every inner Christ spirit will bow to the name of Jesus. We got to deal with the Antichrist stuff in us. The stuff that wants to refuse to believe God, what He has for us. Lord, we bless you. We worship you. The blood of Jesus covers us. I break every chain in the name of the blood of Jesus. Lord, we find our rest in you. We find our place in you. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Come on, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Learn to bless the name of the Lord. If you don't know Jesus, you'll come this morning. We'll lead you in how to walk in the kingdom of God. Lord, He loves you. We're just like the 12. We're just like the 70 He sent out. But He empowered them. He gave them authority. He's given us authority. We walk in that authority. We choose to walk in that authority. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. He's wonderful. He's holy. He's making you more like Him. For it's God who's working in you to will and work for His good pleasure. 
break every chain. Quit saying, I thought God would speak to me. You need to make a move to Him. You start the conversation. If He saved you, come back to Him. Ask Him. We bless you, Lord. We acknowledge you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you fill us with your spirit. You've given us what we need to proclaim you. As you send us, wherever you send us, Lord. Break every chain, Lord. Break them. Is he king? Is he your king? Is he your Lord? Give him thanks. We are the army of God. We're part of the church in Sky Peak. We bless you. We're part of the church worldwide. We bless you, Lord. I bless our guests, Lord. I bless them. I pray your best for everyone here. Let him refresh you today. Holy Spirit, come in a greater way. Any prophetic words this morning? Listen to Ron. The word I had this morning is because you always say, let's go out and be the church. Well, let's be the church in church. He just gave us an open door to pray for each other. And that's what we need to be doing is ministering to each other in this house. We are family. This is our safe place. And so take a stand and, and pray for somebody. Is there anybody in here that needs healing? Anything at all that needs prayer for healing? It's here. What else? Any others? Well, let's just close by praying for one another if someone wants prayer. Lord, I decree your word never returns void. That the blood of Jesus is just as real today as it was on the cross. And Lord, our lives are hid in Christ, in God. Lord, you said... We're seated with you in the heavenly places. As you are, so are we in the world. I bless this group this morning. I speak blessings over them. Don't forget Wednesday night at 7. In Jesus' name, you're 
free to leave if the Holy Spirit will let you go.